Do you want to make the world more sustainable? Do you need a pinch of inspiration to get you started? You came to the right place. Welcome to Sustainalize This, a podcast with inspiring stories on sustainability. Join Vincent and Ivo as they discuss the latest developments, interview inspiring people and explore all kinds of fascinating topics to help you create a sustainable future. And we're back. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode. I am sitting here in not sunny Greece, but a little bit rainy Rotterdam. But I gotta say, looking to my right, I see one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen in my life. And I am together with... Hi guys, Ivo here from my hometown in uh, The Hague. Yeah, we're much closer nice. today than we were uh, a week ago, Vincent. We are. Nice to see you back, uh, back in Holland. Yes. Uh, and today you want to talk about hydrogen, right? Yes, hydrogen. Great topic. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, why hydrogen? Well, why not? Um, I think there's a lot of talk, a lot of debate about hydrogen. Personally, I believe hydrogen is one of the keys in the energy transition. But I also think that a lot of people are jamming the key in the wrong lock. So I have a personal opinion about hydrogen and where it fits uh, in our future, sustainable future. But I've been wrong before and we're here to learn. So <laughs> let's hear it. I wrote an article about uh, Saudi Arabia's plan to rule the $700 billion hydrogen market from a marine perspective because uh, I'm working in the marine industry. Mm -hmm. And they are planning to build a $5 billion plant called Helios to make a green fuel for export and to decrease the country's dependence on petrodollars, of course, more on that later. It's going to be a four gigawatt plant, uh, completely powered by wind and solar energy. And all of the zero carbon fuel it produces will be shipped to international buyers in the form of, guess? Ammonia? Yeah, you knew it. <laughs> you read the article. It was my best guess. Yeah, best guess. Well, first time, right? It's uh, ammonia indeed. Uh, so not hydrogen, liquid hydrogen, but in the form of ammonia, which might surprise some people. Also more on that later. Uh, and the Helios plant should be fully operational by 2025. So still a few years ahead, but it's a gigantic project yeah. as well. Relatively close, uh, I should say. Yeah, it's, it's relatively close. It's not... Uh, well, last time we discussed the 400 gigawatts uh, projects, with, mm -hmm. uh, which was to be uh, completed, well, not 2025, half completed by 2025. But this is not just solar and wind, but also the entire industry to create ammonia, hydrogen, etc. Oh, and the hydrogen is produced by means of electrolysis. So that's uh, mm. green hydrogen. Yeah. And um, can I interrupt you there? Always. Uh, can we start with the basis? What is hydrogen? Is it a source or a carrier or how would you describe oh, the, the well, core of hydrogen? Well, hydrogen, of course, is beautiful in its core. Um, hydrogen is an element, the most abundant element in the universe, but not really on Earth because it mixes a lot with other chemicals. So we see it mostly in its form uh, connected to oxygen when it's called water, but that's enough of the esoterics. Hydrogen itself is energy storage. It's not a form of energy, of, of power, I should say. Mm -hmm. So hydrogen 
is a way to chemically store energy in potentially a lot of ways. So you can do it by having it in a gas form and then burn it, or you can have it as a gas and then uh, make electricity out of it, or you can compress it to a liquid and then you can actually make uh, do the same stuff. You have to regas it probably, but it really depends on what you have as your source of power, so your fuel cell. There's even metallic hydrogen, but that's, uh, for instance, in the core of Jupiter. That's something else entirely. Uh, so hydrogen itself is an element, mm -hmm. the uh, first element in the periodic table, and it's a chemical energy storage primarily. Yeah, it's a storage. And you just uh, described several... Uh, ways of hydrogen, or how should I call it? Types of hydrogen? Yeah, let's call it types, forms. And, yeah. wi and which one is applicable to the uh, Saudi Arabia plan? Well, uh, ammonia is NH3, so that's hydrogen, three atomic hydrogens uh, connected to nitrogen, uh, one mm -hmm. of the most common elements in uh, air. So that's a different form, you could say, of hydrogen. You can not just store hydrogen as a liquid or as a gas. You can also connect it to other elements, which it also does in nature. And then you can either burn it or also process it differently. Mm -hmm. So basically, to summarize, uh, there's a lot of different ways to use hydrogen as an energy carrier, energy storage. And you can either burn it or you can make electricity out of it from pure hydrogen, liquid or gas, or in the form of another element connected to it. Okay, thanks. A lot of technical details. Yeah, but it's nice to have the, the, the facts straight before you dive into the story. Also, yes. especially for, for people like me who are uh, <laughs> less focused on the... Uh, scientific and technical stuff so it's a nice start to uh to this big sure. project to to get a grasp out of it S small disclaimer i'm of course not a hydrogen professor uh, i know a little bit here <laughs> and there but uh, you, everything is verifiable we're here to learn of course yeah yeah especially again people we are no experts we can be wrong but that's the way to learn we are simply learning by doing and by discussing these types of subjects we learn a lot and we share as much as we can about the things we have learned on our website, mrsustainability.com. Visit the Hydrogen Insights section to learn more about hydrogen, what it is, the costs, stakeholders, etc. And we try to link to other good sources out there as well to give you as much as an impartial overview as possible. You can help as well by sharing some of your thoughts or knowledge or whatever it is you want to share on our website. Join us and learn by doing. Okay, and then going back to the Saudi Arabia story. Yes. Where are we on the project? Well, I'm, <laughs> I can't say for sure. I'm not a project manager. Um, but where we are is that uh, a site is uh, selected and they're trying to prepare everything for construction. So that's being led by a guy named uh, Peter Thirium, who is actually a Dutch business executive. He was chief executive officer, CEO of Energy until uh, 2017 and uh, he's now helping to uh, construct all the uh, solar and wind and the uh, infrastructure needed to start uh, hydrogen production and of course ammonia production yeah that's last yeah. i checked in on the project mm -hmm. 
And in terms of hydrogen, uh, you also, of course, have blue hydrogen and green and another type. Well, I read an article, you have like hydrogen in all the colors of the rainbow. There's a lot of ways to define it, but uh, yeah, you're really uh, striking uh, the, the most important parts here. Green and gray hydrogen are actually the two main types we have, not really at the moment, but that are discussed. Pretty much all the hydrogen produced in the world, I'd say, uh, I believe 96% or so, is what uh, what is called gray hydrogen. That's hydrogen yeah. made via steam reforming. So you have fossil fuels, fossil, not fossil fuels, fossil sources of natural gas, what we have in mm -hmm. uh, Groningen as well in the Netherlands. And then you uh, heat it and then uh, it releases hydrogen and CO2. And that CO2 is then released into the atmosphere. It's actually a terrible way to, uh, or a great way to help global warming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> terrible way for us. And then I, there's, I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I read several articles about Saudi Arabia uh, starting some gray hydrogen projects, but mm. in my in my knowledge, this is the first green hydrogen project I heard about. Could be, but yeah. Then again, we're not uh, <laughs> we're not wizards <laughs> of media, uh, no, as, as no. we can't say for sure. But this is uh, definitely no. one of the projects that's most spoken of about. Yeah, yeah. interesting. But the other uh, the other sign of the spectrum of gray hydrogen is green hydrogen. That's actually a way. Uh, maybe you've done it in your chemistry classes when you were uh, in high school. So you simply uh, you take water and you stick two electrodes in it. So one positive, uh, I believe that's the cathode, and one uh, negative, that's anode, or the other way around. I always, uh, <laughs> I always forget. But when you uh, put a current on water, then you can create uh, hydrogen gas and oxygen, and that requires a lot of energy to do. That's why they're building the four gigawatt solar and wind plants. And with that energy, they can create about 650 metric tons of hydrogen each day. So just stick electrodes in the water and you create hydrogen and then you have no greenhouse gas emissions. So that's why it's called green hydrogen. Oh, I can be such a clown when it comes to details. Anyway, a cathode is negative and the anode is positive. And if you did this in your chemistry classes, you remember that the hydrogen gas at the cathode side can give a very big bang if you light it on fire. Fun stuff, don't try it at home. Oh, and if you want to know more about grey hydrogen or any of the other colors, check out the article How to Build a Green Hydrogen Refinery for the Maritime Industry in Rotterdam on MrSustainability.com. In this article, we discuss the current produ production of hydrogen in Rotterdam and how to potentially make it green. But this might be harder than you think. Now, back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, sounds good. So, going back to, to Peter. Yeah. They started the project well he, he is um the project manager so to speak uh, he, he didn't really start mm. the project the project was started by uh, saudi arabia itself of course they're a bit afraid that at some point the uh, petrodollars uh, revenue will start uh, falling down collapsing going going down generally so they're now reinvesting those dollars in these kinds of uh, projects and they would be uh, selling ammonium one of the most used uh, chemical chemicals in the world so they would still be selling chemicals to the world in a way yeah yeah what also immediately struck me when i read your article um 
is also a topic we talked earlier about. It's the innovators dilemma. Yeah. Because, of course, they make money with oil right now. Mm. And they're producing something that may uh, endanger their own business model as it is right now. Yeah. So I think it's also, in a way, a bold move. Uh, maybe it's too too soon for them, but yeah, it also shows their ambition for the long term. So uh, yeah, yeah. Can you maybe Do you think it's a smart move? Uh, yes. Uh, bottom line, yes. Although hmm. debatable. Going back, the innovators dilemma. Maybe you should elaborate yeah. to some of the listeners uh, what it is exactly and what the conundrum is. Saudi Arabia. Uh, wow. <laughs> Saudi Arabia is facing. Yeah. Um... I will try to recall it as best as I can. Um, a company provides a certain service or product, and after a few years, uh, the company gets good at it, serving the customers in a way um, they've done for several years and they've come, they've grown accustomed to. Um, but by doing so, they also um, create inertia, and they get reluctant to search for new ways to treat other customers or current customers because mm -hmm. they're also afraid to uh, endanger their own current business model. Yep. Of course, a uh, famous example is uh, Kodak. Yep, there you go. Yeah, who uh, developed, who, who was the first company that uh, developed the digital camera. Yep. They were afraid to do so because they made a lot of money with the analog cameras. But by not going with the trend, they also uh, became extinct. Yep. So that's like the innovators dilemma. Do I join the new circle or try to push it down and hope I get as much money as I can exactly. with the current status? And applying that to this uh, particular project, you asked, is this a good project or a smart move? Well, I'd say yes. I mean... Um, the way out of the innovator's dilemma is to use your core values as a company, or in this case, your country, mm. and apply those to new developing markets. So, of course, they have a lot of energy potential, especially with solar, but also wind. They have a very large uh, swath of land available, so they can build a lot uh, on it. And, of course, they have a lot of money at the moment and a lot of knowledge on uh, chemicals or at least uh, experience on selling chemicals. So for them, in a way, whether it's fossil fuels, fossil oil in general, or ammonia or other types of chemicals, you're still sort of doing the same thing. You still have a little bit of the same business model, uh, business model selling chemicals to mostly also the same types of clients. So... In my opinion, it's a great way to pivot. And at some point, but that's the thing. The uh, the key in the innovator's dilemma is when do you pivot? Yeah. And, and yeah, how exactly exactly. do you invest? Uh, going back to the Kodak example, uh, Fujifilm made uh, different kinds of investments and they did a better job in, at it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 In hindsight. Hindsight uh, always <laughs> helps to analyze things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm su super good at uh, judging uh, in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. And um, going back to uh, to last week's podcast, we talked about uh, onshore wind, which mm. is interesting when uh, when the surface is flat. Yep. Uh, I think that's the case in desert Saudi Arabia. 
Yeah, they have safe some... to say or yeah, I can't. I've never be... well, I've been there once, but it was to uh, I think uh, Dubai, so it's not really the desert. Mm-hmm. But um, I can't say for sure. It's quite mountainous in some areas and also uh, hilly. But judging from the uh, pictures, it's all close to the sea because you know you got to export the ammonia. You got to exactly. export it somewhere. Yeah. So they can plant many solar panels onshore wind farms and offshore, and they have a hub. Yeah. Exactly. Sea. So yeah. and they have the a lot of money at the moment. So yes. And a lot of water. You also Those, need a lot of water. Yeah. The thing that's uh, this um, uh, raises a question. It's really hard to electrolyze seawater because seawater has mm. a lot of salt. And when you start electrolyzing seawater, the salt sort of uh, attaches itself to the anodes and the cathodes. So you need to. That, that can be pretty tricky, as far as I can tell. But maybe one of the listeners uh, knows more about this process than we do. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. So. In, in theory, you would have to clean the water, so to say, before you start the... Yeah, desalinize the water. Yeah, you need uh, uh. sweet water. Sweet, sweet uh. water. And lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, think, I don't think there's a... Uh, there's a lack of seawater in uh, upcoming years. <laughs> <laughs> no, lack of, uh, no, lack of seawater should be uh, tricky. Um, <laughs> well, it depends on where you are, of course, but it's uh, sweet water. Yeah. So um, yeah, going back to the project again. Yes. Uh, so Saudi Arabia started. They asked Peter. Torium, Terium. Torium. Let's Terium call him Peter. To Peter, to manage the project. Mm-hmm. And are they in a design phase or are they start? Well, really. Uh, yeah. Again, you're not talking with the the expert expert here, but from what we can tell from the sources, and our main source is uh, Bloomberg. They sort of already started. So, uh, for what you can see from the pictures, you see the uh, the prime real estate of the northwest tip of Saudi Arabia, which uh, they hope will become a uh, global hub for green hydrogen. And you actually see that they are preparing the, the roads and the infrastructure, etc. And this was already half a year ago, or maybe more. So, uh, you know what? I think we're going to look it up, see what the project status is, uh, maybe in an intermezzo. Good plan. <laughs> Thank God we can edit some of this stuff later. Anyways, our short Google search did not find much more than we already knew, but perhaps you could help us by sharing what you know in our show notes on our website. And what could help you is to know that this green hydrogen project is part of a much larger scope. Saudi Arabia is planning to build a $550 billion city in the desert close to this location. It's called Neom, if I'm not uh, mispronouncing that. Well, $550 billion or so. Talk about dreaming big. Anyways, this is all connected. And perhaps you can help us by sharing what you know on our website, mrsustainability.com. Now back to the good part. Um, So if I can summarize it for myself, uh, they're going to produce green hydrogen. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, then they convert it to ammonia. Yes. And then they can transport the ammonia and use the ammonia in or for what exactly? Yeah, great summary. Uh, in or for whatever you use ammonia for. So at the moment, ammonia is loosed from the top of my head uh, for fertilizers, but uh, potentially you can use it um, 
as an energy storage medium for transportational modes or means. So you could make hydrogen of it again and mm -hmm. then use it, or you could directly put it into an engine, maybe marine engines. There's also a lot of talk about ammonia inside marine engines as a cleaner, cleaner alternative to, uh, to have a fuel oil that we have now. There's a lot of topics uh, being discussed. One of them is uh, buses. Um, I don't really see that kind of things happening, but all in all, there's a lot of ammonia being used in all kinds of chemicals around the world. So basically, you can ship it to anywhere where there's need for ammonia, especially, for example, where I'm sitting now in Rotterdam. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then when you use ammonia, for example, uh, for ships, yeah. does that have more emissions than when you would use hydrogen or does it, oh. does it not matter? Oh, this is <laughs> an entirely different topic almost. <laughs> um, there's a lot of research at the moment being done. As far as I can tell, there's no commercially operating uh, ammonium engine available. Uh, there's two flavors in that sense for an ammonium engine. You can use it uh, a combustion engine, the typical ones that we know. Well, not typical yeah. ones, but you can sort of burn it. Then you get uh, nitrogen oxides and water. Uh, the first are pretty harmful, so you still need some kind of a scrubber, something on your tailpipe to get the NOx out. That's a big issue for the farmers in the Netherlands at the moment, NOx's. So that's not super clean, but I'd st uh, well, it's uh, debatedly better than heavy fuel oil, which is basically yeah. just heated asphalt and put it in your uh, engine. Well, that's uh, a little bit too much maybe, but that's also not very yeah. uh, very good. And then you have a way to uh, electrolyze it or use it in, in an electrolyzer. And then you can make electricity uh, from it. But then also you get the NOx emissions, if I'm not mistaken. So either way, yeah. you get some emissions. Yeah. Yeah. Still okay. not perfect. No. Yeah. That's also exactly what I was wondering. So how good is ammonia then? Yeah. Yeah. That's debatable. But, yeah. uh, well, you know, is it better yeah. than what we have is now? It? You know, yeah. maybe yeah. the answer to that is yes. So it's less harmful, perhaps. Yeah. Also depends on the scale. Yeah. Minor improvement. <laughs> Baby <laughs> steps. Yeah. So um, I had a question for you with a little mm -hmm. bit more of a political background. Um, I know the EU is investing a lot of money uh, in hydrogen as well. There's talk about investing 500 billion throughout the EU into different kinds of hydrogen projects. I've uh, been at some of the talks from the EU and other uh, also uh, Dutch-centered hydrogen uh, fanatics. I got to say, it still takes a lot of time. Uh, we're talking about 2025 plus uh, in the Netherlands and also in the EU. Usually it's harder to really realize these things. At least that's my experience. Um, what's your view and take on this? Will we miss the boat in terms of hydrogen with the EU or can we get a grip on it? It's a very good question. I think uh, what businesses lack at the moment is uh, clarity mm. uh, because they also have to choose a path they can, yeah, path they can walk. Uh, is that going to be hydrogen? Is it going to be something else? Uh, so I think what what is lacking now is a clear strategy. Are we going to produce hydrogen ourselves? Are we going to be a hub? Are we going to import the hydrogen? Maybe from Holland, we also have, uh, I believe, the uh, one of the most advanced uh, gas pipes. 
and yeah. maybe with some work we can turn that into hydrogen pipes and become a maybe a global hub for hydrogen yeah but we we for sure are too too small uh talking in terms of holland to produce that kind of hydrogen to uh stay in the world or to start with europe well don't um, underestimate the fact that we're already producing uh we are three of the largest producers of hydrogen in, in Europe, I believe, Rotterdam, and uh, using uh, grey hydrogen from our uh, Groningen gas area. With with CCS then? In the future, we could, uh, yeah, we could use carbon capture and storage to make yeah. it uh, blue, from grey to blue. But we're already, yeah. th there's a lot of hydrogen passing through uh, Rotterdam at the moment. One of the biggest hub, oh. hubs of uh, Europe and the world, actually. Oh, that's good news. Yeah, but it's all gray. Oh, yeah, it's all gray. Yeah. I did some calculations, and, and it's yeah. um, there's three companies I believe who are responsible for almost uh, order of magnitude ten or twenty percent of our emissions in the Netherlands. It's pretty big. I can I can guess some names, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll look them up. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, that is also so much debate um, also within your own articles. Yeah, um, true. Is hydrogen the source of the future? And I, th I think you, when you said it at the start of this uh, podcast, you said it uh, correctly. It depends yeah. on for what you use it for. Yeah, um, and that's a, yeah, it's really hard to look into the future. And then again... Uh, you know, I've been mistaken more often, but uh, when I try to use hydrogen in the form of pressurized gas for some of our projects, uh, we ran into a technical brick wall into safety standards and to extreme costs that we mm. still could not uh, almost a year later circumvent or solve. Um, but, you know, still... Hydrogen is one of the most common chemicals, not, not just in the universe, but we use it a lot in almost everything, in one form or another. So hydrogen as a basis for chemical feedstock for a lot of things, like synthetic fuel or the products that we use, eat, even. Yeah, we need, we need a lot of hydrogen to do so. So we need a lot of green hydrogen in the future. The thing that worries me most is people talking about hydrogen for transport, because I don't see... For most applications, I don't see hydrogen uh, to transport what we, the people and the goods that we uh, transport around the world. Oh, this is such a fun debate. Um, don't mention that I said this to any of the uh, hydrogen fanatics. Uh, I want to end with a small story, or before we end with the end, I want to share a story with you. I was uh, at a wedding of my brothers uh, some time ago and there was also a former professor of the Technical University of Delft and we were discussing what I was doing what he's doing in his retirement and I mentioned the topic of hydrogen and the first thing he said was hydrogen are they still talking about that they talked about it in my time and well his time was like 30 years ago so that's also what gave me a little bit of a, a pause to think how fast these kinds of developments are going and also the enormous challenges that we still face granted different times so maybe this time we can actually do it share your thoughts on hydrogen on the website 
And that's it again for this week. We have certainly learned a lot again, speaking, discussing and debating about hydrogen and this project in particular. And we hope you will join the discussion in the future as well. You can do that on the website or simply keep on listening. Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, this hydrogen 101 lesson. <laughs> it's, uh, it's seven o'clock now. So that's eating time here in Holland. Yep. Uh, have a nice weekend and talk to you next week. Yes. Talk to you next week. Enjoy the weekend. Yes. You too. Bye. Bye. for listening to the entire show you are awesome did you get inspired share the show with a friend just one best friend that's all we ask do you want to do more than sharing check out our support page on mrsustainability.com and share your story that's mr-sustainability.com good luck saving the world and remember have fun out there Thank you.